0: Friends, of course I go by the name of the kid, famous, you and now tuned in to the Tim and Friends show, hello education, entertainment, coast to coast, ball it up, call it entertainment, let's get this started, Okay, Tim, let's start this show with five, four, let let's go! This!
1: No, I was just rubbing fluff <laughs> off my shirt. Oh, nice.
2: Got a little fluff in the shirt? A little bit. I don't know how that happened. Every once in a while we can get the uh, the roller out here if you need it. Yeah, that's a little lint to
1: start the show off. Not a big deal. It's the way it goes you still look you know? good. Thank you, I appreciate that. You look that. fresh, so you. you
2: look clean. Hopefully the show is as fresh as clean as Jesse Rubinoff. Tim and friends, live from the Sportsnet studios in Midtown Toronto, I'm Tim McAuliffe. I used to say Downtown Toronto. I heard Ron McLean say Midtown Toronto, so now I'm saying Midtown Toronto. Because if Ron McLean says it, Uncle Timmy's probably second in line. Well, among others. <laughs> Behind
1: Ron McLean, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, six, seven, eight, nine, however many they Isn't like south of Bloor considered downtown? Yeah, I know, we're getting specific
2: here for folks for, in yeah, York and Saskatchewan. I, I, yeah, They're like, what the hell does that matter? But I I always thought South of Bloor was downtown. Midtown was no more like Eglinton. Yeah, so did I.
1: But you know what? It's Ron, so I wouldn't second guess him.
2: No, I'm, I'm well, you just did. So <laughs> I don't want to tell you that. Uh, Rubinoff McAuliffe right here with you. Sorting through another crazy day of content is Jesse Rubinoff. And the reactions to that content from you. Hit us up. Anytime, at Tim and Friends on both Twitter and Instagram. Beta still on our TikTok, Jesse? Are we still beta on the TikTok? We're still, we're still beta. And soft, just, soft launch. Yes, just... Uh, sorry? Never mind. <laughs> just search us up on Facebook and
1: Meta. And know what we're calling it? Meta? Well, well Meta, Meta is, is, is Facebook now. They changed their name. Right. So it's just no one calls it Facebook anymore? They call it Meta? No, no, no. They call it Facebook.
2: Right. Yeah. So I Facebook and Meta if you're cool. Exactly. All right. Meta. Every day these days feels like a busy day, but as we speak, we are rifling through Tyree killed the Dolphins, the Jays clubbing again. Confusion for me in the NBA right now as to who the best team is. Canada on the verge of qualifying for the World Cup. A couple of tough losses for the Alberta teams. Big win for the Manitoba team. And Mark Giordano makes his Toronto Maple Leafs debut in front of Peter Mrazek and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tonight, Wednesday night hockey that is coming up against the New Jersey Devils right here on Sportsnet. So lay down the old remote. We got you covered as this show promises to be... Promises to be almost as good as this stud right here. I've got holes. I've got holes. In different area, coast. area coast. Why do I love that so much? Are you a, whe- did you ever have wheelies? I know you're young enough, Jesse. No. You tell me all the time how young you are. No. I mean, are you I-
1: young enough to have wheelies? No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, Heelys. Heelys. Oh, excuse yeah. me, yeah, Heelys. Heelys. I, I might have had like the shoes that, that lit up on the bottom, like around the sole. Oh, right. But not those. No. Those are pure chest. I feel like you could pull those off. Like everyone raves. We're getting already getting uh, tweets about your shoes today. So I feel like if you just up the ante a little so bit really? with Heelys, Heelys Come or on, Heelys. Come man. What, you don't think you can pull that off? Yeah, I love
2: how you you didn't wear them, but you keep correcting my wheelies into Heelys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> producer Jay
2: Sands is amazing. Oh
1: Heelys. yeah, blame That's it on the blame producer. It. I'm gonna blame it on Jay.
2: Blame it on the producer. What are called though? Can I see that guy one more time? Because yeah, that guy so just good. a stud. Great He's track, so dude, by good. The way. It's like half parkour, half Heelys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how fast does this dude run the 40 in those shoes? Ooh. Smooth. hardcore. Smooth. We might have to so, reenact that. So
2: smooth. Yeah. If I got you a pair of healies, yeah?
1: You think I'd just be sitting in this seat I'll show? I'd be flying around the studio.
2: <laughs> all right. We, we may never match that dude, but we'll... They
1: even sell them? Like, where did he get them from?
2: Yeah, for sure. My kids, like, when they were five wanted them. Now they're done with them, but there are people who wear them. All right, I'm going to Kids whip around the mall all the time. Like, imagine in the mall, right? That smooth surface. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Could go pretty, yeah. I've seen mile signs,
2: I've seen signs in malls that
1: say, no Heelys. <laughs> Jesse Rubinoff. I'm giggling because a Scoop writes in, um, Sitting here in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, listening to your talk about mid downtown Toronto, it was a little too in depth. (laughs) (laughs) If he's
2: actually in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, that's That's amazing. That's so good. (laughs) I tried to pick random town that wouldn't give a bleep about Eglinton and/or Bloor in Toronto. I'm glad I got you. So even though we can't match our dude in Yorkton and/or the Heelys, we'll give it a shot, Tyler Mott. Oh,
1: that's good.
3: First thing's
1: close. That's good. Okay. It is officially scoreboard-watching season in the NHL. The race for a wild-card spot in the West is heating up. The Jets took care of business, beating Vegas 4-0, thanks in large part to a 42-safe shutout by Connor Hellebuck. Elsewhere, the Stars pulled off a late comeback to steal two points against Edmonton, putting Dallas in the second wild-card spot with the Jets and Canucks, who are within striking distance. Tim... With the best chance to make the playoffs, Winnipeg or Vancouver. Or Edmonton, for that matter. Are you throwing Four Edmonton dollars? into that mix? Throw them all in. Pretty bunched up. So what's your question?
2: Well, let's let's stick with Winnipeg
1: and Vancouver. Okay. So Winnipeg,
2: Winnipeg and Vancouver, if you go by what this show often goes by as a kind of sort of tongue-in-cheek joke, tongue-in-cheek joke, careful with that, McAuliffe, because <laughs> you might say something that could get you fired. A tongue and cheek joke. Mm. Poff. The Poff right now is not good for either of those teams. Yeah, you don't like Poff much. The Jets uh, improved last night 3.1%. They are now at 15.5%, and the Vancouver Canucks are at 8.9%. But here is what Poff doesn't take into consideration the Vegas Golden Knights free fall right now is jaw-droppingly amazing Mm -hmm. like I don't know if I have seen this before and apparently we're getting word as we speak that the Dadanoff trade has been null and voided so he is not going anywhere whether or not he can play this year because there were some rumors that if it was null and void that he wouldn't be able to play as well and this poor guy did nothing wrong. And he may be punished. We'll figure out by the end of the show whether or not he can play. But that is, it's jaw-dropping. And once you jump that spot, if Vegas continues this free fall, then those numbers go up exponentially. Mm -hmm. The thing that gives both the Jets and the Canucks a chance is their goaltending. And listen, Connor Hellebuck last night, 42 saves for his fourth shutout of the season. I'm not saying that... Connor Hellebuck is going to get back to Vezna form, but I also never say it's just on the goalie. Like, I think his team has let him down, and he hasn't played as well as we've seen him play in the past. But if he gets on a run, or Thatcher Demko gets on a run, both of those teams can make the playoffs. Will they? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. But I think they can both make the playoffs, and that last night was as close to a must-win For Hellebuck and company as you can get without it actually being a must win. And they did it twice against Vegas in basically the last week. So good on them. They've kept hope alive in Winnipeg and by virtue, Vancouver as well. Uh, But a a tough loss for the Edmonton Oilers last night who, I mean, you threw them in the
1: mix. They could have got a couple more points clear if they just had held on to another lead. Yeah, Yamamoto and, and Kane score again. I will say about uh, Connor Hellebuck, which I think is, is really intriguing, is that uh, in the month of March prior to uh, last night's shutout, like he hadn't been playing that well. His goals against average was well over three, uh, but the team was still 6-3-1. and one. So if he can actually capture that form that he had last night and get on a little bit of run, then all systems go for the Jets. And many people thought they were going to be really good this year. And if a lot of the, the issues with him have been Connor Hellebuck. But if he can put it together, then they can all get it going and move forward here. Yeah, but that's almost... All I mean, goalies? Listen,
2: no, no, that's almost the exact opposite of what I said. Like, I, his save percentage this year is 12th. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not terrible. It's not hellabuck like But it's not terrible. I think that his team has let him down. That's why the goals against are tied for 17th in the league. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when you have... A, it's not a huge discrepancy. It's a little discrepancy, and I think that's team defense. And so, yes, Hellebuck looked great last night, and he hasn't looked great all year long, but I mean, you get him up to some of those previous year numbers, and, and they got a shot. But yeah. I just I think it's more about the entire team helping him out a little bit more because you don't just go from Vesna trophy winner to
1: average goalie. No, that doesn't happen. I went from standout goalie to pretty average, but, the, you know, that's just me, not Connor Hellebuck. Uh, the Calgary Flames... Sid uh, used to get mad when I'd say stuff like that. <laughs> Thankfully, you're not Sid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the Calgary Flames lose to the San Jose Sharks last night. And a bit of an off night, off the mark for Jacob uh, Markstrom. Well, yeah, one of those rare ones. And uh, got frustrated at times, a little bit of a spear in front of the net. Uh, that was a cup check. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to say. But uh, you're not concerned about the Calgary Flames or Jacob Markstrom at all, are nope. you? Just based on one night? Nope. Uh, I am concerned for Jason LaBarbera. So good. So <laughs> classic.
2: <laughs> Daryl Sutter last night, unhappy with his uh, goaltending mm-hmm. on the night. And there's Markstrom. And ooh-ooh. Yeah, right in the old uh, Dennis Schwitke's right there. <laughs> and one more time. Don't tap the puck in my net. First, a nice slash, and then, boom goes
1: the dynamite. You ever give anyone the old cup check? Of course. You have old to. splitter? You have to. You don't have a lot of resources at your disposal as a goalie because you're supposed to be in the crease. Right. Right, so what do you when they come to you? You got them. Goalies don't make get something happen
2: for that very often. You get penalties from time to time. Yeah, penalties. I mean, like yeah. no one's gonna say that's a game for Jacob Mark. No, no. How many games? No, we're not <laughs> playing. <how many laughs> we're games. not doing that. I think it's kind of funny, and I found it amusing, and I found the fact that Daryl Sutter sent out his goalie coach. It's unbelievable. Last night to answer to the media as very Daryl Sutter-ish. It's
1: like mind games, right? He just. He's striving for perfection, basically, is what that tells me. Yeah,
2: I mean, he sent out the guy, and the guy feels Jason LaBarbera has played in the league, but he hasn't answered many questions in the last little while in front of the masses. And you wonder if Markstrom or some of the defensemen might feel bad that he had to go out and answer to their uh, lack of of defense in that game. It's Daryl Sutter doing
1: Daryl Sutter things. Love it. Remember the Titans, we will be perfect in every aspect of the game. I don't know if LaBarba loves it. No, definitely not, definitely not. The light, the bright lights were on him last night. Okay, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are back in action tonight. They face the Devils on Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey. It'll be the debut of Mark Giordano in the blue and white. And after clearing waivers, Peter Mrazek is getting the start in net. Ooh, Tim, should we expect an improved Leafs team tonight?
2: I don't know how you answer that question. You have Sandine out, Kasha out, you got Cullen Blackwell and Mark Giordano in. Like, if you're asking me if they got better by adding Mark Giordano to the lineup, yes. Yes, any help on defense is going to help this team. He should be able to. But in game one, after losing Sandine as well, I don't know if Lee fans should expect the immediate, like, Defensemen need a couple games to get acclimated to understand their defense partner. And if that is, in fact, the lines, it's interesting that they didn't throw him just with TJ Brody right off the top to give him a little bit of comfort if he is going to stay with Timothy Lilligren. Like, there will be some trial and error for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Do they have room for this trial and error? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But to expect them to be better immediately,
1: to me, is kind of sort of unfair. You think it's going to be a cataclysmic meltdown on Leafs Twitter if Mrazek has another rough night? It's a cataclysmic meltdown every night
2: on Leafs Twitter. They're pissed off that there are enough claims on Harry Sateri. Harry Carey Sateri. Harry Carey Sateri is the latest Leafs Twitter hubbub. Like, listen, you're going to give Peter Mrazek shots here to find what made him an NHL goal. Like, listen... Leafs Nation, I understand you're the center of the universe, but this guy's played years, several years in the National Hockey League. In fact, last year, smaller sample size, I understand, but he was a 923 save percentage goalie. Mm -hmm. Like, they are going to give him the shot to get back there, and if they were fighting for a playoff spot tooth and nail, maybe they wouldn't give him that shot. But when you got Shalgren and him right now with Jack Campbell still out, you got to deal with it. I'm sorry. I understand the meltdown will come as soon as he lets in the first three goals, but this is what they've got to do. They've got to give him a shot to find it, and then
1: when Jack Campbell comes back,
2: you hope he can find it
1: too. Vegas, perhaps, uh, not a lot of confidence in the goaltending for tonight's game. The over-under is set at seven goals, which is a rarity in hockey. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Okay, yet another blockbuster trade in the NFL today because the NFL, frankly, never sleeps. The Chiefs have dealt superstar wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five total draft picks, including a first round pick this year. The Dolphins then signed their new receiver to a four-year extension worth $120 million with $72.2 million guaranteed. Timmy, what is going on with the NFL? And what are your thoughts on this trade?
2: The NFL is crazier than the finish between the Bills and the Chiefs. Is it not right now? Yeah. Well, like, we have yeah. seen all pros, Hall of Famers, and the GOAT all kind of sort of make news this offseason. Mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill is the latest one. First question I have is why the Packers weren't in on this. And I guess they just don't have the money to sign Tyreek Hill to the kind of money. Now, I heard that the 72000000 million isn't guaranteed until start of year 2023 that $50 million is guaranteed right now, but it sounds like unless he has a devastating injury mm-hmm. in the next year that he can't come back from, he will be getting $72.2 million guaranteed for receivers. The one thing that I would like to add is that for both the Packers and the Chiefs, this is a very deep, wide receiver draft. A lot of people thought 2020 was the creme de la creme, Of wide receivers and that's when 13 went in the first two rounds uh, six in the first round in 2020 it looks as though there's going to be six in the first round this year so the Packers and the Chiefs may be looking at that the other thing that I have to say about this deal and I know we're rushed for time here so I'm kind of moving quickly is Tua is going to be given every chance to succeed. They have added a lot of pieces around him. Rebuilt the left side of that line. If Tua Tunga... Tunga uh, I just said, I said Tua. And that was if right.
1: Tunga. It is Tunga. Tunga by Loa. Yeah, I know, but I didn't get that back part out of it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> sure. Yeah. They made it halfway Right. Bailed. So if
2: Tua doesn't succeed this year, yeah. then they're moving on because they did enough
1: to surround him. Totally. Yeah, it's, he's got to get it done. That's it. He's got Waddle, and he's got a good offensive line now, and he's got Tyree Kill. I mean, throw the ball down the field. Let's go.
2: Let's go. That's it. Do you think the Miami Dolphins are good, though? Yes. You do? Yeah. Brian Flores, everything that went on, you think that the Miami Dolphins will be good next year?
1: Yeah. They're better running backs. Raheem Mostert's quick. Yep. Fast. Yep. Got a better Teron Armstead. Just sign. Tackle. Nice. Left side of the line. Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, probably the fastest wide receiver duo in the history of the league, mm-hmm. quite literally. It's mm-hmm. just a question of whether Tua can throw the ball down the field because Jalen Waddell, one of the fastest receivers what? in the league, was it was all near the line of scrimmage last year, that's... all of it. And if he can't take that next step, he's not going to be the quarterback in Miami very long. But that's
2: – and that's what Tyreek Hill does, right? Like, I mean, you see him get downfield, but a lot of those uh, Tyreek Hill – 50 yard touchdowns are 5 yard crossing yep. routes. Yep. So they've listen, they've worked towards to his strengths. However, I'd be crowding the box still. Exactly. Even though there's two burners on the field. Now, whether or not they can get vertical Will depend on Tua, but I don't. I'm I'm never convinced that Miami, despite wearing their colors today, I'm never convinced they're they're the most middling team in all of sports. It's
1: weird. It's weird because remember Tua at Alabama always middling. Like he threw the ball down the field a lot at Alabama, and I get it. You have an offensive line that's like an NFL offensive line in college, so it's a lot different. But he did it then. Try and do it again.
2: Uh, all right, let's get to uh, the Jays. They were in Clearwater against the Phillies again earlier today. Jose Barrios, Ben Wagner talking about perhaps opening day starter, Second outing of the spring, less than ideal. We'll pick it up with a bases juiced in the bottom of the second. Matt Vierling slaps a single past a diving cabin Biggio It scores two. Then Gene Segura. Down the line, stays fair, another two runs, 4 nothing. Phillies, bottom three now, 4-1, JT Realmudo. Well. Love, peace, and hair grease. Barrios recorded just five outs, he gave up six earned runs on seven hits, top four now. Jays trailing 6-3, Santiago Hespina. That's absolutely laced, that's a frozen rope. Cuts the lead to 6-5. Top eight. Now Jays down 8-5. Martinez continues to have himself a spring. Next batter, Trevor Schwicky. Back to back. Versus the spring. Parasolo bombs. Had it back to one, but that's as close as they would get. 8-7 your final if you give a bleep about finals in preseason action and or spring training your eyes open as if you do no you don't no no, no 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 okay. no just you're,
1: groove fastballs and get rocked in spring training who cares
2: you're not worried about Barrios you're no. not worried about what he did today no.
1: you're not wor- that
2: is opening day starter though the way Ben Wagner was on the show yesterday talking about Barrios and how it all lines up Seems like he is opening day starter for the Jays. Yeah.
1: Makes I'm, some sense, too. I'm fine with that. I, I, you could go with any of the three pitchers at the front of rotation as opening day starter, and I, I think I'd be okay with it. Um, Can't give it to Gossman. It's his first year. You're kind of trying to tip a cap to somebody, aren't you?
0: Opening yeah, in theory, in
1: theory, you could, though, just based on resume, right? He's a good pitcher. Um, you could. Just speaks to the strengths of the, of the Jays starting rotation. But spring training is hilarious. Like if they're bad in spring training I wouldn't training, but you, you could you could yeah you could i wouldn't i don't think charlie's going to do that either i think they think you go need to tip a but spring training you don't like if they're bad who cares if they're good they're going to have a great year <laughs> so you
2: can't. I guess that's the way it goes.
1: They just grew fastballs in the spring, so they're gonna get rocked. Whatever. See you in April.
2: Oh, they're doing the rock again. People are getting excited about yeah. that. <laughs> a lot of nice numbers. We'll uh we'll talk to Arden's Welling a little bit later. Actually, let me tell you what's a little bit later on in this edition of Tim and Friends. We will get you set for the Devils and the Leafs. Ken Reed, PJ Stock. It's a Reed Wednesday here on Tim and Friends. We'll talk Jays with Arden's Welling, Clearwater, Florida, and up next. We go live to a rashmadani in Costa Rica, where Canada's men's soccer team is on the verge of history. It is Tim and Friends on a Wednesday hump day pitter patter.
4: Back in front, they score. Couture! scores. Twenty
5: eight seconds apart. Wow, what a turn of events. That's what
4: happens like when you don't get goaltending in this league. You, you lose hockey games. Sure,
5: so I got to be better.
4: Trey Young taking the Knicks heart
2: yet again. There's a lot of bright lights in here, a lot of talking going on. Were the boos as loud as you
6: expected them to be tonight? Nah. Nah, I couldn't really hear them for real. It it wasn't even that loud, to be honest with you.
7: Tyreek kill can change a game in a heartbeat. Even when you think you're deep enough, you're not against this guy. He might be gone! He is! He's even giving a little wave here. Bye-bye! Tyreek Hill is going to beat you one-on-one. You have to accept that.
3: The tickets aren't booked, but the reservations are about to be made! The road to Qatar continued.
2: Welcome back to Tim and Friends, an exciting time for Canadian soccer fans. And tomorrow, the senior men's team can make history by clinching a spot in the 2022 World Cup with a win over Costa Rica you can see the game right here on Sportsnet 10 p.m. Eastern 7 on the West Coast and joining us now live from San Jose apparently in a downpour is our good friend Arash Medani oh wait I can wow. hear the downpour what are you are you okay are you under shelter are you getting wet is it San Pedro Sula yeah, like a
4: okay yeah it' nothing like San Pedro <laughs> okay. Sula that's good news for everybody. Yeah. Uh, the amazing part is I look to my right a couple of blocks and it's sunny skies and it's blue skies uh, to my left. So I guess the storm clouds are just over Costa Rica's <laughs> National Soccer Stadium. Oh, uh, look at this. Who knows if That's going to be the case. Is, it, yeah, is that imagery for what's going to happen to them tomorrow or not the Canadians by the way they are on their flight from South Florida. They are scheduled to arrive in a couple of hours. They're gonna have a training session uh, in about two, three hours time right behind me. And they're coming from their training camp in Miami where John Herdman began this one by taking the group inside the film room, but it wasn't your usual video session. Matter of fact, Herdman put on a couple of minutes of clips from four years ago when they first gathered to show the team just how far they have come. At the time, they were ranked 94th in FIFA. They were behind Curacao and Trinidad and Tobago in the CONCACAF rankings. And now, now they get a chance to rewrite Canadian sports history tomorrow with a win, clinching their their a berth into the World Cup for the first time since 1986. Admit it. Until this qualifying cycle. You never could have imagined any of this would happen. Canada has done
7: it! A goal for the entire
4: country! After all, the best player we had ever produced ended up playing for England, far from the Calgary foothills where Owen Hargraves grew up. There were names, so no shortage of those. Dero among the most recognizable speak of a berth into the World Cup as the ultimate achievement, yet openly wondered why that wasn't reciprocated by those in charge. You heard what he was saying because there was just no real direction for the program. All the while one era of players giving way to the next, names came and went and generations of guys had their national team careers wasted. He was electric, wasn't he? You held your breath whenever he'd have the ball in space. And oh! the makes the save! Such calm our pal Craig Forrest provided when he put on those gloves. Ball Staltieri, score for Canada! Staltieri continued to answer the call over and over again for the national team. Julian de Guzman the same. But year after year and cycle after cycle, we were reminded and shown not to get our hopes up. It's a loss of historic proportions. Can't say anything else except disappointment. The World Cup was a unicorn. It was for everyone else, not us. It began to make sense last year, though, that this was becoming real, but we didn't want to take our minds there. Too many wounds, PTSD, because, man, there were moments we fell hard after such flickers of hope. That 2000 Gold Cup title going into the Coliseum and delivering a statement. Canada is back on the map in this sport of football. Then in the next qualifying window, one goal in six games. The gaffers, they came and went, Colin Miller, bless him kept the ship afloat between coaches over the years, and there have been no shortage of those. Frank Yallop gave way to Dale Mitchell, who was replaced by Stephen Hart, and then Benito Floro. Each one, every time, reminded of 1986 and the drought getting longer and more hopeless with one failed attempt. Till the next.
3: A catastrophe of epic proportions here in San Pedro
7: Sula, eight to one. The guts have gone out of the Canadian national team here. All we can do is uh, ask the fans forgiveness.
4: All the while, something was brewing with the kids. There were murmurs of a phenom in Edmonton who then landed in Vancouver and took that market by storm.
0: Fonzie Davis! The most phenomenal phenom in world football!
4: And Fonzie wasn't the only one beginning to turn heads. A teenager from Ottawa turning heads in Europe. Can't have the lead! Jonathan David, the Canadian international. A striker from Brampton who showed he could finish dominating MLS from the moment he arrived.
0: Larram looking for the hat-truck, and he's got it! Wow! Davies, David, Larram, and the Vets. Central midfielder Atiba Hutchinson, really important defensive cog in the machine.
4: What a ride this has been for the captain. He dreamed of this, longed for all of this, and thought about hanging them up, but then one more run for Atiba Hutchinson, and at every step of this journey, there have been smiles and gratitude. It
1: feels amazing. It feels amazing. Uh, I never thought I'd, I'd have another chance at you know, playing in this stadium. And it's been you know, in my mind for a very long time. Uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights. And uh, to come here and get
7: such a massive win uh, shows a lot of, of this team.
4: And there with him, bringing them together, the keeper. The cult hero that he's become. With those sweatpants and such clutch stops in the biggest of moments through this run, Lan Borian, who endured the hardship, is now the glue. The one who has brought this group, young and old, together. <laughs> this is how you leave your heart for this shirt. Not because we're a team, we're brothers, we're one nation. We stand together as brothers, as one big family. Three and a half decades ago, this is how Canada qualified. Some bleachers surrounding the field in Newfoundland. Nobody ever imagining men that 1986 would hold any kind of reverence in our country's sporting history. But this group is now making its own. Undefeated, Snowbank Selys, Demons exorcised, Rivals dispatched. Canada didn't reach of Qatar.
6: Can you believe it?
4: One moment away from making the unimaginable a reality at last. What's amazing about those vets, you think of Atiba Hutchinson, for years he was as unflappable as they came. But you saw in that clip from Honduras just how much that meant to him. And Milan Borian, when this journey began, when Canada was around 100 in the world rankings, none of the stars showed up then. Borian did. And he sat down with John Herdman and told him just how much it meant to him to be a part of Team Canada and how badly he wanted to be part of getting this team to the World Cup and Timmy one win away from doing exactly that just wild
2: it, it, even you saying it a very well done by the way takes me back to the conversation you Sid and I had surrounding San Pedro Sula and that embarrassing loss to Honduras uh, admit it because I talk to my son all the time who's 11 years old about what it used to be like, you could have never imagined that this program would be where it is now when we were talking back then.
4: Yeah, there's no question. Uh, I think the beauty of this, though, Tim, is that for a lot of today's stars, and we outline them in the piece, Davies mm-hmm. and David and Laren and the rest, they barely remember that. <laughs> they, they don't know about that. They may hear of 1986. They may hear of Gold Cups. Um, they you know they're they're reading about the, the 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 tough history but they weren't a part of it ever since they have arrived on the development program all the way up there has been success which is why when you see borian uniting everybody and saying we're brothers when you see that smile from hutchinson i i remember borian being on the bench in honduras in san pedro Sulo in 2012 one of the last to leave after that 8-2 defeat just kind of wondering Is this ever going to change? And it has. And it has because of John Hurtman, and it has because of this youth movement, and it has because the attitude that was instilled from the beginning of this run and of this new regime is that we're going to do it, we can do it, our hands are on the steering wheel, and we are capable of doing more than just qualifying. And they're showing it. They're doing it. They're proving it to all of us.
2: There, there feels like almost a perfect mix, that it is the kids taking over, but having Borean and, and maybe more importantly, in the middle, Atiba Hutchison. And I say that with all due respect. I may be the president of the Milan Borean fan club. Uh, I, I rock the uh, the track pants in honor of him. However... Having Atiba there, it feels like the rest of the team knows what it would mean to a guy who would become the oldest since Raja Mila to play in a World Cup. Rash.
4: Yeah, yeah, and, and he's in so many ways. He's the one in the He wears the captain armband. He's the one that the players look to. A lot of them haven't experienced CONCACAF qualifying. They haven't experienced the wild atmospheres. It's going to be one tomorrow, Timmy. Uh, 35,000 fans, they've sold this thing out. Uh, our pal Sharman calling it going to be a cauldron. But Atiba just provides such a calm. He's somebody who has been through it all, seen it all. And when he's the one who's who's not shook by any of this, that just kind of spreads around that locker room.
2: Look out. Look out, around I guess
4: he's in a rush. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know... Atiba kind of rubbed off on me. You know, I wasn't too startled (laughs) by that
2: one. Uh, Awesome. So I heard, and I don't know if you know or not, but I had heard that the voyageurs were going to try and make... I mean, listen, a trip to Costa Rica in the middle of March, probably not a bad little sojourn uh, from Canadian life. Will there be a strong section of Canadians in San Jose for this?
4: Well... Here's what here's what I can tell you there were a bunch of them on our flight yesterday coming down they have around 250 tickets officially in a section in the corner of the stadium uh, one of them told me this is the biggest contingent that has ever traveled anywhere outside a U.S. border city uh, they're amped uh, Visited with some of them last night Charmin and I did and uh, they're, they're so excited about the opportunity but there are others coming who are just trying to find tickets on their own. This game has been sold out for weeks. It is a must-win for Costa Rica, too. As much as we're talking about this being some kind of coronation, uh, Costa Rica is fighting for its World Cup life at this point. So uh, there will be a Canadian contingent. They will be present. They will be loud. They will be in red. I just wonder how drowned out they may be, all 250 of them, by the 34,000-plus uh, who are rooting for the home side.
2: I think we'll speak about Costa Rica's pedigree tomorrow before the game on this very show, Arash. So I know you mentioned the flight. <laughs> what the hell happened on your flight down there? Because I went to the old Twitter machine yesterday and you were expressing your gratitude towards Air Canada. What happened?
4: Yeah, just early on in the flight, that like the power fully went out. I, I think a lot of passengers didn't even realize it. I was just on Wi Fi, you know, Tim, because I'm just nose to the grindstone working yeah, all the always. time. always, yeah, you weren't uh, surfing. The bosses are watching, right? Yeah, yeah I was just, you know, continuing yeah. to do my prep. Right. Anyway, the Wi Fi went out. I was a little confused. I was trying to figure out what was going on, and the flight attendant told me, and it got resolved quickly. Um, the service director told me in her 26 years on the job, she's never seen a power outage like that, but it was handled so well, very few people on board even noticed. Just, just the ones working timmy the ones working
2: diligently right diligently (laughs) not surfing not cruising twitter looking to upset people and or call something our game
4: right (laughs) i actually was working because got the uh the u sports uh New CEO is actually getting back and forth with somebody trying to get that info.
0: Oh
2: so. nice, nice. Yeah, we might uh, we might uh, yeah, we might get yeah. together with the new uh U Sports CEO on the show a little later on. Before I let you go, Rash, is it too late for a little Noruz Mubarak, a happy Persian New Year?
4: It never is Timmy. me and <laughs> happy Noruz to you and everybody else who celebrates. The first day
2: of spring. Hey, who doesn't celebrate the first day of spring? If you're Canadian, you celebrate the first day of spring. Arash, thanks for doing this. Thanks for braving the rain. And it looks like the sun is about to shine down. If it isn't already shining down behind you, thanks for doing this and lasting through uh, the annoying horns. (laughs) See you, bud. There is Arash Medani in San Jose, Costa Rica, getting set for Canada, Costa Rica. And yes, uh, it is important to mention in all that, Jesse, that Costa Rica is
1: playing for something here. Honestly, I can't get past the plane story. <laughs> rattled by that. Are you? Uh, are you a nervous flyer? I, I don't like. It. Well, I'm, I'm okay until you hit like a little bit of turbulence, and I know that turbulence like, isn't supposed to be a big deal. Experienced flyers know that. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, it's. Uh, are you? Up, are down. you a rattled? Like we don't know each other
2: all that well. We didn't hang out before the show came together here on to My Friends. Are you just a generally rattled type fella?
1: Yeah. Do things yeah, rattle you? Yeah, that's yeah. 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 I would say that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I would I mean, say not that's in fair. sports. You're no, smooth. No, no. I've seen that. No, well thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, I would say um I am a, yeah, I get rattled, for sure. Yeah. I mean, how could you not get rattled when you really think about you really think about it? The plane, that's yeah, what it's doing. I mean,
2: that's ever, what, you're hurtling through space and time in basically a sausage. I get it. It can be nerve wracking. What about you? I, no, I, 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 don't, take... I don't. That doesn't bother me. A lot of I? things bother it doesn't me. Doesn't bother a rash. bother me. The plane doesn't bother me. Good for you. My that's, wife was a flight important. attendant. Maybe that has something to do with it. So she tells me the stories about what goes on and just ho hum. Yeah. I don't know. Good Still to come. Good
1: for a rash, though. Good for a rash.
2: Yeah, he was calm, cool, and collected. <laughs>
1: that, that would not
2: be me. <laughs> what site do you think he was on when the new wife. Never mind. I'm not going. Still there. to come. <laughs> We'll get you set for the Leafs and Devils as Mark Giordano is set to make his debut in blue and white. We will also check in with Arden Zwelling in Florida after a rough day for Jose Barrios. And one of the more shocking stories in all of the sports, Ashley Barty is done at 25. We'll discuss all that
4: still to come on Tim and Friends. The Soccer Report, brought to you by Sports Interaction, providing competitive odds on all sports. Sports Interaction is Canada's sports book.
2: Welcome back to Tim and Friends. Ken Reed coming by in the second hour. So is PJ Stock as we get you set for the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the New Jersey Devils. That is on Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey. Speaking of hockey, Jesse Rubinoff, I look down at the old Twitter machine see sports trending Dadinoff. What's going on
1: with the Evgeny Dadinoff or Dadanoff? So everyone was wondering what was going to happen with this trade. He was traded to the Ducks, but apparently he had the Ducks on a no-trade clause, so we received the real news of what had happened earlier today. Frank Saravelli writing, Here in the NHL is in the process of voiding the Evgeny Dadonov trade from Vegas to the Ducks, expecting official word to come today. It's been a complicated, layered process with many parties involved. The NICE is official now. Uh, it has been invalidated. The trade could not be concluded because Dadonov's contract includes a limited no-trade clause, which has not been complied with. So what did the so, Vegas
2: Golden Knights say about this? Yeah.
1: Because now all of a sudden... You got a guy that you traded back on the team? That's exactly right. And the Vegas Golden Knights not too long ago tweeting out that the Vegas Golden Knights recognized the league's decision and welcome Evgeny back to our club. That's got to be tough. (laughs) That has got to be tough. Like, uh, we were were talking, I don't even think we talked about this on the show. It was off air, but uh, Peter Morazic being put on waivers and then having to come back into the dressing room and we both kind of agreed that it wasn't that big of a deal. But Dadnov, like, was as good as gone. Like, literally traded. Yeah, unless they
2: had talked to him about trying to... No, they couldn't have talked to him, because then they would have asked, who's Who's on no trade Exactly. (laughs) That's so good. Like, I mean, maybe there was just, like, a conversation I'm thinking, like, do you want out, because it's not working out here as well as anyone would have liked, and we need the cap space, like... What do you think? But it seems like they're going to have to do some juggling. They've already played 66 games as opposed to 64 for both of the Canadian teams chasing that final wild card spot. Four more games from the Dallas Stars. This was a team that many people thought was like, all right, shoo them in or write them in, maybe even pen them into the playoffs and the
1: top three in their division. And it looks like they could miss the playoffs. Well, Tim, they are struggling on the ice and struggling in the front office, it appears, as well. Just right. a little bit. Yeah, it was, it's about
2: time the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> had a little bit, a little bit of toughness. A like, touch of adversity. Yeah, a
1: touch of adversity, like one month of adversity yeah. in their entire existence. <laughs> oh, my. So that was a big story uh, from hockey that was still percolating today. A big story that uh, rocked the sporting world last night was world number one Ashley Barty announcing she's retiring from tennis at the age... Of 25, Tim Barty most recently won the Aussie Open just a couple months at ago. Home, right, like that was yes. a huge deal. And she took to Instagram and explained her decision. Why don't we have a listen and then chat about it?
5: I don't have the the physical drive, the emotional um, want, and and kind of everything it takes to to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore. And I think I just know that I'm absolutely. I, I, I am spent. Um, I just know physically I, I have nothing more to give. And that, for me, is, is success. I've given absolutely everything I can um, to, to this beautiful sport of tennis.
1: I mean, surprising, obviously. How yeah. surprised were you that she yeah, retired at Yeah, I mean, I was
2: as surprised as everybody else. I mean, there was a little bit of history here for Barty. She had taken an, uh, an indefinite leave in 2014 mm-hmm. to play cricket. Uh, also a pretty good cricket player. So there was a little bit of a history here. But for me, and listen, I, I love the fact that someone at the age of 25 has done well enough in her career that she can take control of her life and do what she needs to, to be right. And you could tell it was emotional, and you could tell that at 25 she was spent. So before anyone says that I'm takes this out of context and says that I'm not supporting her and her life choices, by all means, I love the fact that she's doing what's right for her, and my history would suggest the same. But I wonder if the WTA needs to take a look in the mirror and wonder why so many of its stars are either taking mental breaks or retiring at the age Mm -hmm. of 25. Mm -hmm. Like, I know there's a lot to this that we probably don't have time to dissect, but, like, Bianca Andreescu, has gone through it. Naomi Osaka has gone through a really tough time over the last little while. I wonder if it's time for the WTA to look in the mirror and wonder exactly what's going on here and if they're asking
1: too much of their stars right now. Yeah, incredibly self-aware moment for her. She wants to be happy and this is what's going to make her happy. We should all strive to be like that. Focus Without a on doubt. happiness. And, and she's in a position
2: in 2022 where she can do things like that because she's made the money from tennis. But tennis is a different sport, too, because you never really get a break.
1: Right? Yeah. From when you're young, too. So, really young. As really the chief young. economist uh, on the show, she takes a little bit of her winnings, which is almost $24 million dollars puts it in the stock market a little bit, she's going to be okay. She'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Coming
2: up, the Leafs are turning back to Peter Morazic as they host the Devils. It is on Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey. Lay down the remote. We have got you covered. We'll go live to the rink and check in with Sean McKenzie. Ken Reed is popping by. P.J. Stock. And we'll close with Arden's dwelling on the Toronto Blue Jays. Jam-packed edition of Tim and Friends continues. That wasn't
1: financial advice, by the way.
0: Tim and Friends.
4: now, time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McAuliffe and friends of the show.
2: Thank you very much, deep Dogs. Welcome back to Tim and Friends. I am Tim McAuliffe, Jesse Rubinoff, Kenny Reed, popping by. We're here with you for another 30 minutes on Sportsnet, full hour on Sportsnet 360. Not only Reader in studio will talk hockey with his good friend, P.J. Stock. Arden Zwelling joins us from Clearwater, Florida, where the Jays took on the Phillies today. And we'll have highlights of that in just a minute. But we begin this hour with hockey, the Devils visiting the Leafs. Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey. Mark Giordano, Colin Blackwell will make their Toronto Maple Leaf debuts. Peter Mrazek will get the start in goal. And the Leafs will unveil their new reversible next-gen jerseys created in collaboration with the one and only Justin Bieber. With more on tonight's game, the Beebs of Sportsnet. Sean McKenzie standing by live at Scotiabank Arena. What's going on, Shotty?
3: Can I ask a question? Yes. Am I the beebs of Sportsnet because I have a bit of a checkered past? <laughs> or because I'm widely beloved by millions and millions of people for my talent and good looks? I'm uh, probably the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh. I can add more to that. No are yeah. a friend. No,
2: I like. I like. The you show. are Tim, and I am not a friend. Very, I don't want
3: to be associated. <laughs> very stylish. Yeah, no, it, very it, stylish. It,
2: always. It, it, it. How about that? I can speak to your heart if I Thank just say you. you got a nice jacket on, and I like the cut of your jib, young man, with the tie, the thickness. I like it. You can keep going <laughs> yeah. if you want, but I can take it from here. Yeah, take it, uh,
3: No, it, it, it's cool. And it, it, just walking into the building today, it's uh, kind of a, a neat little surprise to see so many young kids coming in, so many already wearing the jersey. And look, I understand it's controversial, to say the least. It was blowing up Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, every social media app. There's the side that hates it. Why is Justin Bieber involved with hockey? Why is it reversible? Why is it black and gold and Bruins colors? Then there is the other side that, He's enjoyment in life i'm kidding if you don't like the jersey that is a cheap shot at you but it's cool and i think you know when you think of the yankees back in the day it was jay-z wearing the yankees hat and i think having someone like justin bieber associated with the team who isn't just here as a paid promotional guy who doesn't just pop in to do a commercial a guy that genuinely genuinely loves hockey he posted about on his instagram stories he tweets about it all the time, his reach is uh, its wild, it, 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 he is on a level of celebrity that's hard to fathom, and he is a genuine Leafs fan, so if he wants to design jerseys and take part and be a part of a cool next generation night like this, then I am all for it. You don't have to love the design, but I think it's uh, great for the game, great for the sport, and great for the Maple Leafs. Uh, I can see kind of the joy it's bringing a lot of the young fans here in this building already.
2: Listen, uh, MLSE did okay with the OVO gear that Drake got them for the Raptors. I think they're trying to tap into that market a little bit. All right, let's talk about the stuff on the ice, and there is plenty. Mark Giordano making his debut, Colin Blackwell making his debut, and Peter Morazic back in net. What's the talk of the town in Toronto?
3: I think yesterday it was Giordano for the most part because he spoke for the first time as a member of the Maple Leafs and he talked about just how nervous he was to be at practice and to put on that Leafs gear. And At 38 years old, Mark Giordano has been through a lot in his NHL career, but he admitted he still got those butterflies and said that tonight's going to be a pretty special night with so many friends and family in attendance. And, you know, he kind of dreamed of the moment of skating out here playing for the Maple Leafs. So that moment uh, it, it has finally come for him. I think today the talk was all Peter Mrazek because there was a lot of question marks. A lot of the time you kind of know who the starting goaltender can be. The coach might tell you, yeah, we're not going to give it away. We're not going to let you know. This was one that I think yesterday at practice and even today before Sheldon Keefe spoke, it was a bit of a mystery because you can roll with the hot hand or the semi-hot hand of Shalgren and just see what the kid can do and see if you can let him ride with it. Or you go back to Peter Mrazek just days after putting him on waivers. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do for the reason to build his confidence that they are going to need him down the stretch potentially. So you put him back in, you try to build him up. Sheldon Keefe liked what he saw at practice. And it's clear that they still have faith in Peter Morazic and they want him to get his game back. So putting him back between the pipes is a way to try to spark him and give him another opportunity here. A fresh start, as Sheldon Keefe called it. Uh, We're we talking Peter Morazic with Peter Gabriel in the background. Is that Sledgehammer?
2: Love Ken it. Reed? Sledgehammer? No, uh, it's changed no, now. That's it's not changed, changed now. No. But it's Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. It's just playing. It's never a Peter Gabriel. Don't,
3: don't 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 mind me while you guys just talk music <laughs> or I'm <laughs> just on the clock. You think here. Ken Reed liked you guys, the you jersey? Guys, you guys tra- Mackenzie? Do you think Ken Reed liked the jersey? Oh, oh Ken Ken Reed is right, like when he saw the jersey get released last night, he was in his <laughs> condo, like, or his head was just that stupid black and he was right. so angry. No. Kenny was I like so upset. No, he pulled, I like honestly, that. honestly, yeah, right.
6: Mackenzie, I get it. That's not for me. I think it's fantastic.
3: There you go. It's, it's just, for the kids. But Ken, how many times? But how I, many times yeah. has Ken Reed in studio said it's not old-time hockey? It's not. But, it's not old school. You know what my one thing is, Mackenzie?
6: How do you have a reversible jersey? Where's the fight strap go? That's my question, Mackenzie. Oh, that's an interesting see? question. I see, see what
4: I'm, I'm saying?
3: Kenny, are you walking down the street in your jersey just looking for fights? Like, I've got my fight strap on properly in case someone gets me on King West. Absolutely. In case someone gets me on Bluer Street. Well, well our,
6: uh, our uh, makeup stylist, Nadine, her son got in a scrap, right? He's 14. And I said, tell him where to go. We all want to do it, but don't do it again. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. do it after again. the R- age R- of 14, right. you can't
3: Rumor call. has it you're looking out at uh, local swap shops for old helmets and
2: basically grabbing uh, yes, old, old gear off the side of the let road him, lately. That's let what him I'm going go hearing. to work. Found,
6: go. It, found a coho bucket, buddy. It's a good one. <laughs>
2: Sean McKenzie from Scotia. I hope America. you're wearing it right now. We always appreciate you. Uh, That's I wish a good suit, Sean. I love yeah. it. All right. Uh, the Canucks visit the Avs tonight. You can see that game on Sportsnet Pacific and Sportsnet 1. 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific, Vancouver. Five points back. Of a playoff spot entering tonight's game, there are plenty of trade rumors swirling around the co- Canucks. Careful with that one, Timmy. Oh, the oh, Canucks oh. been there, Timmy. The Canucks, <laughs> but they kept most of their team intact today. Bruce Brujo said it was oh, nice to have. Slowing the... discs on that team, is it? <laughs> no, careful with that one too. Deadline behind them. He's happy to have the deadline.
4: Oh There was a little bit of relief. Like I mean, uh, uh, not nobody likes to leave their team, especially uh, when they live in such a city like Vancouver. So, I mean, and they
7: want to fight the battle. I mean, they've fought this far. They want to keep fighting the battle. So I, I did sense a, a feeling of relief, especially from some players who
4: uh, even acknowledge that fact. So uh, we'll see what we see tonight. You know, I mean, I would uh, rather started off against um, uh, uh, Abbotsford, <laughs> but uh, we got Colorado tonight. So here we are.
2: All right, Kenny, pipe down for this one. Could be an historic day for Canada's men's soccer squad tomorrow as they look to secure a place in the World Cup for the first time since 1986. With a win over... They need the win. You can see the game 10 p.m. Eastern on Sportsnet with more from Costa Rica. Here's James Sharma. Sharms?
0: Well, to all this Canada talk's fantastic. Of course it is. But let's talk about their opponents on Thursday. Costa Rica, a really good veteran side, very good at the back and a team that started qualifying pretty slowly but with 10 points in the last four games are very much in contention for that all-important fourth place and at home in qualifying they're unbeaten in 18 of 19 games this will be a very very tough out for Canada and don't forget going back to November when they met in Edmonton in those awful conditions on that awful awful pitch it was a nasty chippy affair this team is very physical Indeed, and it wasn't until the second half when John Herman brought on John Osorio and team Utterson to Canada kind of dictate the play. And then, thankfully, of course, a late goal by John David did the damage. But this is going to be a very, very tough game for Canada. and As mentioned, at home, in front of 35,000 vociferous Costa Rican fans, it's going to be a tough one. Timmy?
2: Thank you, Jane, vociferous. That's an impressive word. A
0: guy like James with that accent, he can say the to. to.
2: (laughs) Been a busy start to the NFL offseason today. The Chiefs traded pro bowler Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five draft picks, including a first-rounder this year. The Dolphins then signed him to a four-year extension worth $120 million with apparently over 54 guaranteed, 72 guaranteed starting next year, making him the highest-paid receiver in NFL history. Kenny, One more baseball sure Blue Jays off to a 4 one start in Grapefruit League action today they were in Clearwater to take on the Phillies with Jose Barrios getting the call and Kenny not an ideal start in this one bottom of the second base is loaded Matt feeling kind of a seeing eye single pass that, that happens then this happens Gene Segura down the line stays fair two more runs score Four nothing Phillies that happens bottom of the third this also happens JT Realmuto. Love, peace, and hair grease. It's out of there. It's a solo shot. He allowed five, excuse me, six earned runs. Got just five outs on seven hits. Now, the Jays made a game of it with the bats. And we should get used to saying that. Santiago Espinal puts it over by Frenchies there. Cuts the lead to 6-5. Now down 8-5. Orelvus Martinez quickly becoming one of my favorite names to say. And we've been saying it a lot. Trevor Shawicki. How about that? God. Or Elvis and Shawiki going back to back. Had to lead the one, but that's supposed
6: to be fun. Name he he to hear Buck right say, right. like when he said, "Oh yeah, Dada oh, Valencia and Dada, Dada, Valencia, Dada, Dada Like when he says that, <laughs> right. I love when Buck says the name. Or like
2: Elvis that. will definitely yeah. get a little, and yeah. the same last name as Buck, so you got a little bit of that. There you go. I would introduce Kenny Reed, but whenever he comes in, he comes in as a whirling dervish, and I, I embrace it, and yeah, you are at home. Thank you. You are at home. So what? What from what we just talked about catches your eye the most? The brilliance
6: of the Maple Leafs business machine slash whole thing to release that jersey and get everyone talking about it and no one is talking about the Leafs didn't go out and get a goaltender. We're all talking about a jersey. They had this next-gen game Ah, lined up a long time But we're talking about it and nobody's talking about the fact that this team didn't go out and get a goaltender, which is just, I don't know what word... James Sharman would use to describe it, but would it be a big Thor's like word, flabbergasting maybe? <laughs> um, and when you see the price that, that uh, Minnesota paid for Flurry, you're going, yeah. If, and if you're the Leafs, you go, Austin Matthews may not be here forever. At some point, you got to go for it. Now, I don't think the Leafs have a chance in snowballs, whatever, against Florida, Tampa Bay, or Carolina. But you got to go for it at some do, you,
2: point. do you think, honestly, though, that Marc-Andre Fleury with that defense? Because what you're talking about adding in salary, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get all geeky on you because mm-hmm. it gets boring, yeah. and, but I don't know if you could have added a defenseman of any sort of pedigree along with Marc-Andre Fleury. And to me... It is. You've got to improve the defense before you look at the goalie on any team. Uh, uh,
6: listen, y- y- you can look at playoff series after Unless playoff you're Carey series. price and there's and no carry price. Goalies can steal it for you. I, you don't re- I, like. I mean, Chris Pronger took the Edmonton to the final in 0-6. That's a steal cop. one. You can steal one for you. But the fact that the Leafs didn't address this is, the, it's to me, it's flabbergasting. If I was a Leafs fan, I'd be going Ultimate Warrior, angry, hanging the, holding the ropes and freaking out. Like to me, it's just. What are you doing? Same for Edmonton. Same for Edmonton. Really? You're going to go with what you got? I, I no wish, one wants Listen, I wish were... management here
2: showed that kind of belief in me. Let, <laughs> let, let's let be honest about what happened at Edmonton, okay? I'll, I'll give you the Leafs, and I'll step away. Yeah, but we know what my... happened in Edmonton. No one, no wants, one wants to, to, go, go, to go there. Yeah, no one wants to
6: go there. I'll give you and, that. Give you and that.
2: And to act like... Edmonton is like everywhere else. And listen, yep. I'm, this is no disservice to Edmonton. I like Edmonton. You, you worked in Edmonton, didn't you, for a little Lived while? there three years, yeah. Three years. You were on White Ave a couple times. Yes, so, I was. <laughs> right? when you're not trying to, but it's just the reality of it. And when people say, oh, Darnell Nurse got overpaid. Yeah, he got a $1 million, $1 million bump to play in Edmonton. Like, that's, yeah. that's just the reality of the situation. I'll
6: give the, okay, I'll give the owners that out. But it probably should have been addressed long before that. So I agree with that. I saw a great tweet the other day. And I don't know who it was from, but they said, you know, Sidney Crosby had Flurry, you know, Gretzky had Fuhrer and McDavid has insert goalie. And right. there's there's some truth to that. Right. There's some truth to that. But I I, I it's honestly also a Matt Murray year for Sidney Crosby. Yeah, he yeah, had Matt Murray. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that year. But to me <laughs> that the Leafs not addressing their goaltending is just it's Flabbergasted? Some fancy word? Pick it. Here's here's what I'll just. Count but everyone's on. talking about a Jersey.
2: No, I'll, I'll counter with: for 53 games, we did the numbers. Jack Campbell was one of the best goalies in the league for the
6: first half of the season. He was, yeah.
2: 53 games. Go back to last year as well. Okay. Added up. Now he was only in a Canadian division last year, so you might be able to poke a hole there. Sure, I'll allow it. 15 games, he's been terrible, and and he's also injured now. Right. And you don't know how much the injury had to do with the 15 games. Correct. And you got So Marazic, maybe the Leafs know
6: that. Mrazek, who's not playing NHL caliber
2: goal hey? No, I and so, completely agree with So
6: that. if that's your situation heading up to the deadline, how do you kind of go, okay, we'll roll with this? To me, that's the situation.
2: The only way you do it
6: is by saying the 53 games is the goalie that we know. Little Bon Jovi, keep the faith. Is that what you're saying? No, you know? I, you're I, not a I, Bon
2: Jovi No, guy? I, I just don't think the Leafs have a great defense. No, they and, don't. And that's no, they, and that's, they don't. You have, I to agree. Play, you have to play a committed game. It'll be interesting to see what they do tonight because there's all this swirling and they're throwing Mrazek back in net. Right. When Shalgrim played his first start, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you see great backchecking by the entire team? You saw guys coming back, lifting sticks. He wasn't tested all that much, and I think they have to play that game they all do, the but time. They,
6: but they've, they've shown that, that they don't, they don't play the, that no. game. They just they just don't buy into it. And I think if they were to try to play lockdown hockey, they're not going to win that way. Their only way they're going to win is 8-6, and they can't do that in the playoffs, man. They won a
2: lot in the regular season early this year. Yeah, playing, but we know when you go from October to November, rain. November to December. We know that, right? Yeah, October hockey is way different than May hockey. I think if you talk to Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe over a couple of beers, they truly believe in their team defense.
6: I think they do, and I think that's why they didn't make a move for goalie. But right. as an outside observer who gets played much less and doesn't know half of what they know, I'm. How can you I, not go get a goalie? I, how?
1: <laughs> Astonished, astounded, amazed, surprised, yeah. startled. Some of the flabbergasted yeah, that's synonyms. You can't, now, that's you can't how look I would down feel. at thesaurus.com yeah. yeah. while you
2: do. You should have just, just, just rifled them off the top yeah. of
6: your head. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's also <laughs> how I like, would have felt. rattled. They got rattled. I got rattled. Yeah.
6: That's also I, how I would have felt if the Montreal Canadiens did an X-Gen jersey. I don't, I don't <laughs> All right, like after that. the
2: break, uh, nice. Kenny Reed is sticking around. We'll Can keep Contractually obligated, going. baby. So get you set for the Devils and Leafs right here on Sportsnet. P.J. Stock will join us. After this short commercial interlude, Gio makes his Leaf debut live on the network. Stay tuned. It's our livelihood. (laughs) I try and stay away from booking the guests on this show because it gets me in trouble. But every once in a while, there's someone who pops up on the list. I'm like, why don't we have this dude on way more often? Daily. Our next guest is one of those dudes, PJ Stock, joining us uh, back all... Is that PJ Stock or Ryan lochte What's going on wow. here? All these well, medals.
7: I know Reader didn't have all the trophies out with him today. <laughs> I didn't want to I don't want to brag, but wow. I got first star, uh the trade deadline day, oh, second nice. star, third star. Wow. This was a Wee uh, soccer one. Oh, well, <laughs> well, uh,
6: nice. I was going to say I didn't think they gave out medals in the American Hockey League. Oh, well hey, done right hey, at, hey, look
7: at hey, that. hey, hey, <laughs> but, hey We're there. We want to bring up the American Hockey League, and I don't want to go back there. But I did score the first-ever goal in Wolfpack history, Hartford Wolfpack. Wolfpack for life. I did win the Calder Cup also in the American Hockey League. I mean, I could keep going and bringing more medals and trophies well, let's get going, reader. I see you don't have any hardware with you today. Don't worry. No.
2: Kenny's got no. a, a most improved golf
6: trophy over there. It's from the days. last century, though, Pete. <laughs> Your medals are at least from this century. You know,
2: post millennium, or whatever they called it. Kenny, uh, I don't think they call it that. Kenny and I were, uh, were discussing the Leafs goaltending situation before the break uh, rather vehemently. What, did you think that Toronto should have picked up a goaltender?
7: Besides, Mar- uh, besides Flurry. Uh, who else would you have picked up that you probably would have said, okay, we're better now. I, I think, you know what? Everyone in Toronto wants the goaltending to, you know, that's where the problem is. That's not where the problem is. you got to address the issues in front of the goalie. You. you built the team a specific way that's supposed to outscore every team you play against. Well, that's great. That's one side of the ring. You got to play about the backside as well. You can talk about the defense. You can talk about the goaltending, but the entire team in general, I think in, in, don't like ever doing this. this is the one time i'm ever gonna do it some advanced anal- analytic stats they give up like more slot shots than almost anyone else in the league that's the middle right in front of your goalie like it blocked that area that's the first thing it's i can't teach anyone how to play offense but it's so simple to play defense it's just get on the inside of your player and work them to those positions and they're one of the teams that has given up golden opportunities all the time so yeah it's easy to Pinpoint, yeah, we gave up four goals. We gave up four goals because you're not the best team defensively. And this is my, – my one concern is you can play that offensive style one way during the regular season. Right. We're about to hit the playoffs coming up in a, in a month and a bit, and the rules completely change. So they have the next little while to tinker with their goaltending, but they got to get themselves uh, mentally uh, – Fit, I'll use a nice word, uh, to be prepared to play a game. And they got to play a lot better defensively in front of the guy who's going to be stopping them.
2: Least amount of time in their own zone in the National Hockey League. The Leafs spend the least amount of time in their own zone and give up the most amount of slot oh,
7: shots. I, I don't disagree but
6: with that you guys. Tells they they give up a ton of chances, but that's why I'm thinking you need a guy to, who's going to bail you out. Like, how many times did Flurry bail out Chicago this year? I mean, like, Chicago's not a tight team, but you're right, PJ. I mean, the, the way they play, I mean, the Leafs may believe in it, but I think. When you talk to guys who just watch hockey for a living like we do, it's like unless something changes in the playoffs and they start calling the game differently, I don't see how this works.
7: It, it doesn't work, and that's what I'm concerned about this year because, again, everything that we do is just is comparables, and Tim just said it right there. I mean, they're in their zone the least, but when they do, they put out the red carpet and let the team go right to the middle of the net and take a shot. So, yeah, the save percentages is indicative to how many, you know, how many shots they save, obviously, but – they're shooting you can get a great save percentage if the guy's shooting from the corner yep
2: right yep.
6: they're
7: giving them all right right in the bagel area you know you gotta you gotta and that's that's coming back to the middle of the rink you want to play the run and gun style it's fine you're not you get the D your the puck you're gone out of your zone fine but as a team when you're in your zone you gotta be a lot better and it, it starts at the top and trickles all the way down so i'm not blaming uh, anyone in particular, I'm, I'm not pointing the finger at the goaltending. I'm saying it's a team issue. Uh, and if they want to make, if they have any chance, as, as I think today they start off against Tampa, which is going to be a tough one, anyways, if it started today. Um, so, and you know, Tampa's going to get to that area and they have some guys that can shoot. So start fixing it. You're going to be in the playoffs. Get ready to defend and get ready to play hard and get ready to fix the part that I, I think is their biggest concern. It's between the years.
2: So, can and I mean no pressure can Gio help can Giordano help i mean, obviously he's a really good player but defensively can he help enough
7: he has um, a contagious work ethic right. and he has that compete that it's one thing when you bring in players annually that are you know Joe Thornton was someone they thought they can fit up on the top line but if you have someone that is on the fourth line and he does this thing and goes out there and tries to change things up yeah it's for a good moment. It's for the crowd. I was the fourth-line guy that, you know, go out and do something. But when it's your top guys that do it, when it's your leaders, it's it's contagious. And I don't want to bring up the, the Austin Matthews cross-check the other day, but I will because Ken and I talked about it. I don't like it for all the optics and everything, but I like it. Yeah. I want to see that, that you know, he got knocked over, kind of embarrassed, got pushed. He got up and said, bam! It's terrible. It's up. I think got should have got more games in two, but I want to see that pushback. I don't want to see the pushback just on a play like that. I want to see it every time they lose the puck, and you want to come into the Leafs zone. You got to make it tough. Mm-hmm. You got and the, the 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 hardest part to get to should be the front of the net. That should be the hardest part. That should be the hardest place to get to. You know basketball you box out you, you try and get it it's the same thing you got to box guys up you got to play physical yes that was a terrible cross check but i like the fact that he finally you know i'm tired of him seeing him being ragdolled and laughing about it no yeah. have some pride push back and now now we see matthews doing that well now you're on the second line you're like oh the big boy's doing it and then the third line is like oh, and it's a trickle down effect geo's gonna bring that He's going to bring it from the back end, and I love him because he's going to be playing some pretty important minutes, and he has a compete. He has a compete that is contagious. And you're going to watch him compete on the ice, and it's going to be hard to be sitting on the bench and saying, I'm not going to go out and, and, and do my share just like he's doing. He's an old guy, older guy, And you look at it on, on the team scale, but just an amazing compete, uh, and I think it's going to... It's gonna be fun to watch him compete and I hope he brings some of those guys into the fight with him.
6: Pass, drink? pass the collection plate. No. I wanna give the Reverend a donation. <laughs> yep. Preaching, baby. No. Preaching. Okay, Pete, you got the medals on.
7: Can I get another I I got more medals over there. Well, you got you got rugger of of medals. So
6: this any is of those the thing. medals. As you guys know, PJ's to I mean, play some rugger. PJ's really strong and I'm really weak. Yeah. We've been on the ice together and he's giving me the odd thing and I just go flying my Daoos tip the tips hit and I go flying. <laughs> Da-oos. But, nice. but if I were to see through blade? Like if I was like to try to even get a hold of PJ right now, I just try to grab the the collar and I I hit the medals. Last night, PJ, did you see this? Philly and Detroit Guy grabs another guy and rips his necklace. Did you ever rip a man's jewelry during a fight in a national? Ho- Let's Giovanni Smith. Watch, he's gonna yeah. he's Snatch gonna reach it. let smash the chain. Look, I, did it, the chain.
7: I, I didn't do it in a fight. Okay. But one of the most annoying things for me is why I almost you need fighting. It's the scrums. It's the useless scrums where guys come together. Yeah. I played college hockey, so I know what it's it's like. It's I've I've played in the tournaments where there is no fighting. You get a lot of the guys coming in, and everyone's a tough, and it's it's terrible. I do no, that to you no, in the, the charity
6: tournaments we play because there's no fighting those. You do in that. Yep.
7: <laughs> you do that. That's why. I, but that's the only time I'll I'll pull a guy's chain. Like I, like everyone wears a chain, like yeah. except for me because I can't afford one. Remember my um, Skid Row nose ring
6: from my ear to my nose? You pulled it out in that charity tournament. Remember that yeah, one? Just yeah, you you yanked have her? been
2: wearing it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I don't
6: know why I was close. wearing it that day.
1: Yeah. Joker.
2: Don't get too close. Jesse, you got something over there?
1: Yeah, Hockey Grapes writes in and says, Why does PJ Stock have a power bar with nothing plugged into it on his shelf? Lots of lights, nothing plugged in. (laughs) What? Uh, Power power
7: bar? bar, Over here? Power (laughs) bar.
1: On his shoulder. The, the,
7: oh yeah, it's there. an empty
2: bar. Yeah, well,
7: because I'm I, I'm at the cottage. I, I came up here to celebrate <laughs> all my medals from trade deadline day. We <laughs> yes. already discussed that. Nice. And I had a bunch of things behind me that I cleared up for you guys. Like oh, I I it. know what it's like to Pure be on class. the Tim and Friend show. Okay. I I am wearing a suit. I got no pants on.
2: Always appreciate. I'm with the big guy here. Always a- wear yeah. wear. There's a big guy. <laughs> always appreciate you, my dude. We got to do this more often. Uh, but unfortunately, right. we've run out of time.
7: Awesome. Oh, I can go take a nap.
2: At, <laughs> at the cottage, PJ Stock. Wow.
7: Uh,
2: Kenny's sticking around, though. For those of you watching on Sportsnet, we have to take the break because Hockey Central is up next. They're getting you set for the Leafs and the Devils. Scotia Bank Wednesday Night Hockey. If you're looking for a little Blue Jays talk, you can find it right now on Sportsnet 360. Arden Zwelling joins us in 60. Ron's hosting Hockey Central. Is
7: he?
4: have really added a lot of players to this roster and with that a lot of baseball experts are picking them to be a World Series contender. Well the expectations are high and they are real. This
3: is a team that has been put together to make a deep postseason run. One of the best offensive, if not the
4: best offensive teams in all baseball. That's going to be hit a mile. This guy's got MVP written all over him.
2: Swings and hits run deep to left field
7: and welcome to the Blue Jays, Matt Chapman.
2: Ronald brings in Kevin Gaussman, also signed Lucy Kikuchi. Yeah, you get to add those couple guys so their
4: starting lineup, makes them a very, very tough team. What we did last year was a, a turtle. Now, you guys want to see the movie. I love
2: how the translator is going to be one of the most quoted guys <laughs> yeah. in the Jays season. Uh, Ken Reed, Tim McAuliffe, Jesse Rubinoff over there. And joining us from Clearwater, Florida to discuss the Toronto Blue Jays is Arden Zwelling. I'll call him ATLian uh at the Letters Podcast. You get it wherever you get your podcast. What's going on, Arden? How are you, man?
5: I like it. A little Andre 3000 outcast. Atta boy. Atta boy. I'm for it.
2: I'm glad that you got the reference, otherwise it would have been lost on Kenny (laughs) Reed. Um, Is that from the 80s? (laughs) No, a little bit later than the 80s. A little bit later than the 80s. Uh, So, an interesting game today. What what were your biggest takeaways from today? And please tell me one of them is Oralvis Martinez because uh, he's been striking my fancy a little bit here.
5: Yeah, we can go down that road if you want. Young Hanley Ramirez, as uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been referring to him, another rocket out of the park today. I mean, he's shown up at this camp in a big way. I honestly haven't seen him play up close too much until this spring and now that I have I can confirm he's one of those guys where the ball just sounds different off of his bat it sounds like it is off of Bo bat and off of Vladimir Guerrero Jr's bat it's a pretty special power tool that he's got obviously has a bit of work to do with the plate discipline and, and the swing decisions but very promising future prospect for the Blue Jays the other thing I had my eye on was Jose Barrios right. because let's be honest that's toronto's opening day starter they haven't announced it yet but that's who it's going to be and he's in a bit of a race to get ready for opening day which is in 16 days guys two weeks from friday it's coming up really quickly and every pitcher on this staff is really racing to build up their pitch counts ahead of that first week of the season so i was watching them real close too how are guys going to get stretched out because they're going to carry 28 players
6: right to start so it's going to be a lot of pitchers i'm thinking to start the season
5: Yeah, rosters will be expanded to 28, and that's really good news for the Blue Jays in particular because they're going to play 30 games in their first 31 days of the season a bunch of travel in there and some pretty tough opponents as well. So, how far are pitchers going to be stretched out? I would expect for most guys, 80 to 85 pitches, which is going to create some opportunity for some bulk outings out of the bullpen for guys like Ross Stripling, who's been an effective swingman throughout his career. For a guy like Nate Pearson, if he ends up on this roster, maybe an opportunity to run a bit of a modified six-man rotation Mm -hmm. out of the gate, guys. I don't know that it's going to be a six-man rotation where you just line up six guys and flip it over again and again because there are pitchers on the staff who will want to pitch every five days and the Blue Jays won't want to disrupt that rhythm and that tempo they want guys to be pitching when they're most comfortable but I think you're going to see spot starts over those first few weeks of the season as starters aren't built up and the Blue Jays have to be very careful managing workloads they don't want to push anybody too fast too soon in April uh, and sacrifice some effectiveness later on in the year.
2: Here I am hyping up a kid, and I'm always the guy saying, like, ease up on hyping up kids because it takes a while for them in any pro sport to get into the mix. Nate Pearson was one of those guys that was Mm -hmm. hyped up, and we all know why, because he came out throwing gas. What is the ideal scenario for Nate Pearson this year as he looks at 2022?
5: I think ideal is something close to what the Tampa Bay Rays did with Shane McClanahan last year. You know, he was in a similar position not coming off of the greatest innings platform coming into 2021. He ended up getting around 120, 125 innings. His outings were like sometimes as short as three innings, sometimes as long as five, depended on the day. He'd have extra days in between his starts and the Rays really just let him sort of build on that innings base and layer as he starts his young career. So I think that's ideal. For nate pearson so will that be out of the bullpen for the blue jays we'll see will that be out of the rotation i mean look all it takes is and i'm sorry to say this a 100 ryu glute strain mm-hmm. or some kevin gossman shoulder right. irritation and all of a sudden nate pearson's in uh, in the starting rotation there's still 16 days left bad things can happen so the Blue Jays are going to play out this decision and stretch out Nate Pearson but I think he has a role on this team and as you alluded to obviously has big league stuff we've all seen the velocity and we've all seen the slider but what fans really haven't seen at the big league level to this point is the curveball and the change up that he also has in his repertoire the other day against the Tigers he was landing nasty curveballs for cold third strikes to Riley Green and Miguel Cabrera making the Hall of Famer flinch uh, at the plate didn't get to his change up as much as he wanted to but that's That four-pitch mix, that repertoire, that's why the Blue Jays are so bullish on Nate Pearson as a starter. And we have to remember, as you alluded to, for young starters, it takes time, guys. Look at Kevin Gosman in this rotation. Kevin Gosman was non-tendered and released a couple of years ago. Anybody could have had him. He didn't figure it out until his late 20s. Look at what we just saw with Robbie Ray last year. A guy who couldn't get his dominant stuff into the zone until he was almost 30. Nate Pearson's like 25. When Jacob DeGrom was 25, he was a triple-A with the four and a 4.5 ERA, so you have to remember, you have to be very patient with young starters as they acclimate to the big leagues.
2: Almost as patient as the guy with the leaf blower over there. If you, <laughs> if you need me to throw hands with that guy on <laughs> the leaf blower, you let me know, Swelling. Like, I'll take this jacket Rick off. Houston's on it. Yeah.
6: yeah, you got a leaf blower go over there. And there and tell yeah. What's yeah.
2: What. Downpour
6: in Costa Rica. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Arden, uh, you know I'm a, a card nerd, and I'm a baseball card nerd too, and for years I've always said, guys will say, oh, I'm going to get this rookie card. I go, don't buy pitchers. Because I cannot figure out pitchers, and Nate Pearson. like he still
2: the, got his Ben McDonald card? Yeah, exactly. The Todd Van Poppel's in Popple. here somewhere.
6: <laughs> and to me, Nate Pearson is just the poster child for that. Because one day he's just it's phenomenal, and you know, like you're. It's kind of what you're saying there.
5: Well, yeah, and it's funny because we see in this market with Alec Manoa, who just arrives at the big league Mm. level as this mid-rotation, borderline front of rotation starter in terms of some of the outings that he had last year, some of the great outings, um, you know, against the Yankees and and against tough lineups like the Astros as well. And you kind of start to think, well, why can't everyone do that? Well, Alec Manoa is the exception. Nate Pearson is the rule. That's typically how things go. Look at the names I just listed. Robbie Ray saw young award. Jacob deGrom, one of the best starters in baseball. Kevin Gossman has 110 million reasons, uh, you know, to have been thankful for discovering things late in his career. It takes time for most guys. It's incredible that the, the Blue Jays have turned Alec Manoa from a guy out of West Virginia uh, a couple years ago in the draft who had a big fastball, sure, but couldn't really locate it consistently. Didn't have the two-seamer that we've seen from him uh, he had a slider they learned to throw on twitter and it wasn't consistent and now he has developed those weapons in a very big way think about where he was at this time last year coming into spring training 2021 alec Manoa had 17 low way innings that was his professional experience and now a year later he comes into camp with a guaranteed rotation job so remember that is the exception nate pearson is the rule i, I heard you say that the other day he learned to
6: throw his, that slider on Twitter. It, can you explain that to me? Like, did he just see the grip, or some guy showing the technique? Like, I, I, I don't. I couldn't learn to throw a slider on Twitter.
5: You could. I, you're not <laughs> six seven two sixty. Nope. <laughs> nor know am I. As much getting, it. Getting yeah. Close.
6: yeah. Getting <laughs> close yeah. to the 260. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
5: You don't wear uh, size 17 cleats, uh, yeah. so like Alec Manoa does. But, yeah, there's a great Twitter account called Pitching Ninja. I love this account because it just shows the wow. nastiest yeah. stuff from across baseball. And I'm sure any baseball fan will be familiar with it. And they've actually had some great interviews with pitchers as well. Like, a lot of big league pitchers are a big fan of this account because they're cool. nerds for pitches and grips. And, you know, everybody is studying how to throw stuff and, you know, how to get it better and how to tweak. And Pitching Ninja does a great job of sort of demonstrating what makes pitchers really good and what makes their stuff effective so yeah Alec Manoa when he was in college was just flipping through pitching ninja looking at slider grips um, and that's where he learned how to throw his slider and obviously the Blue Jays have done a lot to help him develop it into the really nasty weapon that it is today but yeah that process started you know sitting in I assume a dorm room or, or right. a dingy apartment there in West, West Virginia scrolling on his phone. That's Shut crazy. You know,
2: there's a thing called YouTube, too, no, but, where kids go to and they yeah, watch. Yeah, I know the YouTube one, but
5: aren't
6: okay, ninjas okay. supposed to be kind of secretive? I'm surprised a ninja would have a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. like they're supposed to just kind of come and go. You ever aren't see not Pitching Ninja? No, but ninjas I love aren't the,
2: supposed to be public figures. When they, to, when they layer it and you can see the difference, uh, there's Rob Friedman's Twitter account. Love it. Uh, That's pitching cool. Ninja, but he'll, he'll overlay stuff. So okay. you can see the difference yeah, between yeah. a guy's change up and his fastball. Oh, fast is that ball. the Mike
6: Trout at bat I saw the other day? I saw somebody overlay that. I, uh, I think know. it's pitching.
2: Correct. Not right. hitting. Right. Hitting. Yes. Uh, Arden, I want to get your opinion as Kenny and I bicker here uh, on Tim and Friends about the Shams Charania tweet. And I know that when I say Shams Charania, you might think, hey, what the hell is McAuliffe talking about breaking basketball mm-hmm. news? Well, there's a little bit of a baseball angle on this one. Sources. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving will be cleared for home games as New York City will on Thursday change private sector vaccine mandate to allow exemption for athletes and entertainers in workplace, which means unvaccinated Yankees and Mets now eligible for home games. There was some concern in and around the New York Yankees, especially. Uh, I think we know what changed this rule. It wasn't just Kyrie and the Nets. It might have been those two baseball teams.
5: I would have been really surprised if we got to opening day and there were some very big names in the Yankees batting order that were not able to play in New York just considering how well connected obviously members of the Yankee franchise are to to politics there and just what that organization means for that city so yeah I expected that this was what was going to happen but hey as as things stand right now unvaccinated MLBers still aren't going to be able to travel to Canada to play the the Toronto Blue Jays at Rogers Centre there's going to be uh you know interesting wrinkle an interesting home field advantage if that is how things stay obviously you've seen a number of pandemic mitigation um you know tactics and and restrictions be lifted. So it is possible that that could change. But as things stand right now, if you're an unvaccinated MLBer, you are not coming to Toronto to play the Blue Jays.
2: Might be an advantage this year. I mean, we're still on balanced schedule. They haven't balanced that schedule yet. And from what it sounds like, uh, maybe no Aaron Judge when the Yankees come to Toronto. He gave for nine a very games? clear answer when he was asked if he was vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, it was very <laughs> clear. Remarkably clear. But yeah. there are, it sounds like there's more than just Aaron Judge on that team.
5: Well, and if you're the Blue Jays, honestly, you're saying too bad. I yeah, don't care. after That's all, all these years, now. for sure. Everything we went through over the last two years, right, 2020 bubbled at Rogers Center, didn't know where they were going to play until the end of summer camp, then ended up having to, you know, go go out to Buffalo. 2021, play, starting in Dunedin, then going to Buffalo, three homes. You guys know as well as I do, I can't put a number on this. I cannot quantify this. As you guys know, I love to in my pieces The Blue Jays win one more game if they're playing at Rogers Centre all of 2021 and they're in the postseason. They find that win somewhere. So I think the Blue Jays are saying, hey, after all of the crap that we went through over the last two years, you guys can deal with some crap now on your end. All right. One more thing for you, because you brought up that one game and it started to get me think
2: about uh, how much better they were with George Springer in the lineup. Uh, where is George Springer? There was a little bit of cons- a little a little whisper when he didn't play in the first couple of games, but then he started in center field. Does it look good for George Springer this year?
5: Yeah, he played yesterday, and he looked fine. I mean, he plays all out 100%. Like, he only has one speed, so there are going to be times where he goes racing around the base pass or full sprint towards the wall, and you kind of go, George, it's a spring training game. Ease up a little bit, but, like, that's just the way he plays the game. That's the way a lot of these guys on this team play the game. Beau Bichette, Matt Chapman as well, who got spiked at third base yesterday, putting a tag down, trying to get a runner, and I was talking to him this morning. He said, what am I going to do, not put the tag down? What am I going to do? Not play hard? That's the only way I know how to play. That's why I'm Matt Chapman. So, George Springer's preference early in spring has been to eschew the Grapefruit League games and really focus on finding his timing and rhythm at the plate in live batting practice sessions back at the complex, back at the Blue Jays facility. It makes sense when you think about it, you know, in a spring training game, he'll have his plate appearance in the first inning, and then he'll go field, he'll go sit in the dugout, he'll have to wait maybe even an hour before his next plate appearance. When he's taking plate appearances in live batting practice environments, he gets one after the other, after the other, after the other, and he gets to really work on his swing at the plate and his timing and the adjustments that he's trying to make. He gets to Really hone in on seeing that premium velocity and breaking stuff that he's going to see in the big league season. So I think it's just like a more efficient way, a more efficient yeah. use of his time, and a better way to work. And when you're George Springer, you have like 160 million reasons that you can pull that card. Not just, you know, the, the minor leaguer wearing number 97 is not pulling that card. George Springer, Friend, you know, face of the franchise biggest free agent contract in franchise history he can play that card uh rick houston took care of the leaf blower i'm glad i don't have to come down there and
2: straighten <laughs> him out it would have been crappy to get on a plane and go to clearwater Rick's florida a big guy too. or maybe clearwater beach thanks Art. so is arden look at the arms on this guy I eh? kid. he's got more kid. muscle than fat now kids yeah i think he plays rugby or something thanks arden be well, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> I thought he was just gonna death <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he. Broke. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't he was not. Time for a break. When we come back, rubinoff takes over. The last call. Can you stick around, please? Jack Jack, it, more buddy, Kyrie you know, news.
1: Too more Kyrie news. More Kyrie news.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Huh? That's a
2: tease. Playing? Better be more than just playing.
1: Okay, today's a great day. It is National Puppy Day. So I wanted to take the opportunity to introduce uh, the Tim and Friends fans to my puppy, Little Peanut. Oh, uh, that's, uh, what the Peanut, hell? Yeah, Peanut came that's in. That's what those tracks were from in yeah, the studio. The yeah, I brought Peanut in the studio just to cheer people up for a little bit. And that's her just sitting on the chair chilling, being a good little girl, told her to stay. She did just that. So that's my little multi-poo Peanut. And Ken, cool. the question is for you, are you a dog person, a cat person, or a person, 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 person.
6: I got two boys at home, seven and nine, and the pressure is on, and they want a puppy this spring. So what's going to happen with that? They're not going to get a puppy this <laughs> spring. Why don't you want a puppy?
2: Like what's? Because uh, what I'll
6: have it? to take care of it. They're, they're not going to do what it has to yeah, be but,
2: done. but it's the, a commitment. It yeah. is a commitment, but it's uh, there is uh, there is reward to that commitment, just like the children. Not quite because I'm not going to say that dogs are like children because that's ridiculous and or cats. You know what I... But there is a reward to it. You know what
6: I... I The people I really can't stand... I'm cool with dogs, whatever. The people I can't stand... My cat, you'd love my cat just
2: like a dog. Then get a dog! I I hate (laughs) those people. I used to say the same thing. Sid did this video. I'm going to bring up (laughs) Sid again. Did this video today where he's petting the puppy and you and I know he hates dogs (laughs) but he's doing the cute thing for TikTok and for Instagram where he's... Heading this beautiful little puppy. And what I used to say to him while I'm thinking was, oh, yeah, my,
1: my cat's just like a dog. No, it's they not. Get, they a, get dog. a dog!
2: There's a... Screw
6: the first pitch. Let's start Sid get a dog. Let's start that hashtag. Let's flesh that out. I
1: remember, yeah. Stole remember wasn't joke. sure
2: if his cat was a boy or a girl. It's <laughs> pretty easy to
1: tell. <laughs> um, the Rookie of the Year race is coming down to the wire, but according to the sports folks, it. you
2: know he's going to tweet
1: it. It's not close. Evan Mobley is currently the heavy favorite to win at minus yeah. 600, with Scotty Barnes second at plus 500. Uh, but don't tell that to Nick Nurse, who was asked today if he thinks Scotty should be Rookie of the Year. 100%.
7: Hundred percent, he should. Who else is in it? Who else is in the race? <laughs> I think Scotty's played great. I think it's a hell of a race. Mobley's been unbelievable. I think Scotty's been as unbelievable, like especially lately, he's been been a real force.
1: Does Barnes deserve more recognition? Because you know he gets it from us.
2: Yeah, he should be getting more from south of the border. And he was making a little bit of a run there. Uh, And it's too bad the last couple games haven't put up. But if he puts up a couple big numbers and the Raptors get past Cleveland, it might get interesting. But you know how it goes. Like every year we have to tell the American media what's going on up here. And then eventually they catch up. That's the way it works.
1: They don't watch up here. Yeah. need to watch it. I mean, um, right, Hoop Central sent out a tweet earlier today. The NBA Rookie of the Year ladder, via the NBA, is has Scotty Barnes at three and Cade Cunningham's at two. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Oh, I wanted to get. Just, to, I mean, come on.
2: I wanted to get to the Jacob Markstrom thing. you did, that's why yeah. you're quiet. I wondered why you were being quiet. Yeah, I wanted to get to
6: the Jacob Markstrom. Sorry. The old. When my uh, producer came in the room last night. You should have seen what Jacob Markstrom. And I saw
2: it in the highlights. I'm like, it's cup
1: check. It? That's yeah. what Tim cup said. Check. A
2: cup check. Here's what's on the network tonight. Pretty good basketball game. It's we'll to get him off. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, guys.